This is the Build Wealth Canada podcast, episode number 92. Welcome to the Build Wealth Canada podcast, where it's all about becoming debt-free, accelerating your wealth, and taking control of your money. Now, here's your host, Cornell Schreiber. Hey, it's Cornell, and welcome to the Build Wealth Canada podcast. I always thought it would be neat to interview someone that is actually part of the organization that runs the Toronto Stock Exchange. Now, most of us have the majority of our retirement savings in ETFs or stocks, and so it makes sense to actually have some understanding of the exchanges here in Canada, how they work, and the relationship that exists between the brokerage that you use to actually buy your investments, the stock exchange itself, and the governing bodies and regulators that are there to ensure that investors like you and I are protected. So to help us with this, I have Richard Ho on the show. Richard works for the TMX Group, which is the organization that actually runs the Toronto Stock Exchange, the Montreal Exchange, and other exchanges that we'll learn about today here in Canada on the show. One of Richard's responsibilities is leading educational initiatives that help improve investor education for Canadians like you and I. And one of the educational initiatives that I wanted to really highlight is that Richard and his team have put together a free-to-enter competition with a $10,000 grand prize and seven weekly prizes of $500 each. And the competition revolves around investing using options. So if you've ever wanted to learn more about what options are and how they can be used to make money, definitely listen to this episode, but also take part in this free competition as it's a risk-free trading simulation contest with a lot of educational resources. And the way that it works is that you have a virtual portfolio of $100,000. And the question is, can you strategize and trade options to earn the highest returns in hopes of winning the weekly cash prizes, a $10,000 grand prize, and bragging rights as Canada's top options trader? So the contest runs for eight weeks and it kicks off on September 19th, 2022, so next week. So to learn more and register, you can go to buildwealthcanada.com ca slash options and that will forward you to their official page it's not an affiliate link there's no entry fee it's just good education on this subject and a way that you can try options as a tool in your investment portfolio without actually risking any of your own real money so definitely check it out i love investor education tools and resources like this and again that link is buildwealthcanada.ca slash options and that will forward you to the main page where you can learn more and register for free All right, so good luck. And now let's get into the interview with Richard. All right, Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cornell, for having me. So Richard, set the foundation. Can you take us through the different exchanges here in Canada? For instance, most of us know about the Toronto Stock Exchange, but what are the other exchanges in Canada and what do we need to know about them as Canadian investors? Okay, sure. So, you know, when it comes to stock trading, you have two different types of exchanges. First, we have the TSXV, which is the TSX Venture Exchange, and that exchange is based out of Vancouver. And what the TSXV primarily does is that it allows, you know, more nascent companies or, you know, companies just got listed on an exchange to get their uh, toes wet, you know, become publicly traded is a whole different ballgame. So TSXV allows companies to do that. And when the company becomes more mature, 
So in terms of market cap, it becomes more mature, then it's going to get promoted over to the Toronto Stock Exchange. So on TSX, that's where you're going to find all the blue chip companies. And last but not least, we also have the Montreal Exchange. And Montreal Exchange is very unique because it's a derivatives exchange in Canada. So this means that it allows you to trade options and futures on through a different the financial instruments. Gotcha. And you mentioned options and futures. So those fall under the derivatives umbrella, so to speak. Is that the correct terminology? Yes, that's the right terminology. And you know, on the Montreal Exchange, and that's what I primarily focus and specialize in, is that we offer a over hundreds of different option classes. So what an option class is basically means that, let's say if you have a bank stock, you can buy the bank or you can buy an option on that bank. So you know, when it comes to options trading, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, very unknown for many investors, you know, and when it comes to options, it allows you more flexibility. So when uh, investors want to go and move into the next level of trading, then they would look into what options are and how to use them for their investment purposes and so on. Awesome. And yeah, we're going to cover that in a lot more detail in the the rest of the interview as well, as well as talk about the competition that you guys are putting on together as well. But maybe, you know, before we get into that, just to sort of set the ground floor, you're part of the TMX group. Can you explain what the relationship is between the TMX group as a company and these exchanges? And where can we go to learn more for anybody that wants to dive deeper? Okay, great. So TMX Group, first of all, I'm going to give you the website. So it's tmx.com. TMX Group, essentially, I would say it's like a one-stop shop for everything. So first of all, if you're a private company and you want to go public, you go to TSX, you go and say that you want to raise capital via IPOs. So these are initial public offerings. And then what we do as an exchange is that we provide a marketplace so that buyers and sellers, these investors can transact. So when we talk about the exchanges, you know, each exchange, for example, TSX, they have their own trading platform or trading engine, which is called Quantum. And then the Montreal Exchange, we have our own trading platform, which is called Sola. So these trading platforms allow investors to buy and sell on securities that they want to have exposure in, Or let's say, for example, if we want to hedge a position or generate additional income, you can use option strategies. So I would say like a TMX group is really the core of all these exchanges in Canada. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So if if a company wanted to become publicly listed so they can trade on the stock exchange, is it that they would reach out to you, like you said, but then they would also work with like an investment bank that helps kind of with that whole process? Is that typically how it works? Yes, that's how it works. Yeah. So I have colleagues on TSX side, which helps these companies bring them to public, do roadshows and so on with the underwriters and brokerage firms, investment dealers like that. Gotcha. That makes sense. And since the exchanges are such a critical component in Canada's economy and our personal retirement savings, how are investors protected? I imagine there's a lot of government regulation, monitoring, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's correct. Like, for example, regulation is a very complex and much needed entity to have to ensure that investors are protected with their assets and investments. You know, here in Canada at a federal level, there is no like a single securities regulator because each province and territory 
will have its own securities commission. So for example, IROC, okay, that's the Investment Industry Regulator Organization of Canada. What they do is that they regulate and enforce rules for investment dealers. And these are the member firms in Canada. And for example, in Quebec, we have the AMF, which is the Autorité des Marchés Financiers. Now, with each and every province having their own securities regulator, what the industry or the marketplace has come up with is that now we have like CSA, which is the Canadian Securities Administrators. And that is a umbrella of organizations of uh, Canadian provincial and territory security regulators. And the main objective is, like you said, is to protect and to improve and harmonize all these regulations for investors in our marketplace. Gotcha. Because I think Ontario, it's, it's a, is it Ontario OSC, I think, right? Ontario Securities Commission? Yeah. Gotcha. So that makes sense. And I was like, okay, well, that's Ontario. What about everyone else? I'm in Ontario, right? And But that's interesting. So it, it's like a provincial thing in a sense, but then you all, they're also kind of together in a way as well through that organization where yeah, they can, they can sort of, I guess, be make sure that they're aligned on things, right? And sharing best practices and things like that, probably. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I'm pretty sure like you have your own trading account myself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a trading account at direct brokerage dealer or online broker, you know, at the brokerage level, your investment account is insured by CIPF. So the CIPF is a, you know, Canadian investor protection fund that guarantees you in the event of, for example, your dealer becomes insolvent. Well, let's say they go belly up or something happens to it. Well, the CIPF will come and you know ensure what they can ensure. That means that let's say your account has a hundred thousand dollars held with your broker, and the broker something God forbid happens to him, then the CIPF fund can help you with that. Very interesting. You gotta check out the rules because CIPF what they do is that they have a million dollars limit for combined general accounts, you know, for your brokerage accounts. So check out their website just to make sure what the details are nowadays, because uh, that changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And then who pays for that coverage? Is it like a government thing? So the, our tax dollars are in a way paying for that coverage or is it something different? Do you know? That will be a fund that members pay per year to ensure to go into that pool in case members become insolvent. Gotcha. So if you're like, well, simple trade or quest trade or Q trade, that type of brokerage, or I guess any of the big banks, they would pay into that to get that kind of coverage so that if something was to happen, let's say something got mismanaged on their end, then they, all the people that invest through their brokerages would be covered. Is that correct? Yeah, that's gotcha. correct. Okay, yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. because I remember looking into that when you're considering a broker, a lot of times in their marketing materials, right? They'll say, oh, we will cover you up to X amount which is like, you know, above and beyond the minimums or whatever the case may be. So that's interesting how there's that one layer of protection. And then I guess they can take out some other own as well if they want, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And also, Cornell, this protection is not to guarantee you against any uh, bad investment decision or losses. (laughs) Let's say you buy a stock, you lost $2,000. That CIPF fund is not going to guarantee you that loss. That would be quite the dream, right? For the DIY investor. Just like, all right, we're going to just go all in on, you know, whatever, on red or, or just pick. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you know, max leverage, everything's covered. Yeah, yeah. That would be, no, for sure. I get it. Definitely. So it's worth saying because I think that's important communication that, okay, we're protected against things like 
you know, something happens with the brokerage, but you still have to do your due diligence and make the right investments yourself. Yeah, that would be a nice dream, though. <laughs> or all the <laughs> options, you can do that. Oh, there's there we go. There you there's go. option strategies that can help you purchase insurance on your stock positions. That's great. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. You know what? Let's maybe jump into that. So, yeah, options, they have become a really popular topic lately. It was interesting. Actually, I was talking with one of your colleagues and we we're trying to think, okay, well, what would be a fun subject to talk about? Or it was with one of the other companies I work with as well. And we were looking, okay, well, what's been really popular with Canadians lately? And usually like dividends are such a hot topic, right? But then options I found are actually have actually become even more searched than than dividends. I mean, it's clearly on the minds of a lot of Canadians. You know, yet many, I would say most of us haven't been taught anything about options in school. I remember I went to business school and, you know, we covered it for maybe like a chapter or something, right? And that was pretty much it. So for somebody that's completely new to options, you know, can you give us some detail on what options are, how they work, what type of investor they tend to be suited for, and where can we go learn more about them as well? Because I know you have a lot of resources you know, as part of your organization to teach people about this. Yeah. So let's start off and explain why options has become so popular nowadays. I think you know the genesis of the popularity of options trading all started when COVID hit. People were at home. They were paying more attention to their trading accounts. They were more focused on the markets. And they were seeing that the markets were becoming more and more volatile. And when you trade options, you can take advantage of that type of volatility because when you trade options, what you're ultimately trading is volatility. Is the stock going to be going up or down? That is one aspect of seeing you know, how you can use options or stocks to trade a market. But when it comes to options trading, you can also trade on how volatile the asset is going to be in the future. Now, the meme stocks, the uh, Wall Street bets, all these investors going into the market, providing content, explaining like their trades, why are they putting on this trade on this specific stock? I think with all that you know, massive information going into a platform, into a forum, has rapidly increased the level of knowledge of lots of DIY investors. And that's how the options market got so much activity and trading volume into it. Now, the second part of your question was like, are options suitable for any type of investor? Well, I can tell you that the answer could be, it's a yes and no. Why yes is because options is ultimately a type of tool amongst inside your toolbox, okay, to enact on a trade or a vision of forecast that you think the company is going to be moving in the future. So by having you know access to use options, it opens your possibilities to so many different option strategies because there are option strategies that you can use to predict that the stock is going to go up and also option strategies that can help you make money if the stock you think is going to go down. So you know there's very conservative option strategies like a cover call strategy that is good for investors who want to generate additional income. And there are also other strategies that can help you hedge against any unwanted risk in the market. So, you know, options is more complex than just stock trading because when you trade stocks, you can either buy the stock or you can short the stock. 
But when it comes to option strategies, you can do like a vertical spreads. You can do strangles, straddles, iron condors, cover calls, secure puts. You name it, we have it. Okay. So to understand and learn how to use options is not easy. I have to say that. Right. It's not for everyone. But if you take the time and you go to the right, the, you know, websites to understand and learn how to use options, then it can become a very unique and powerful tool. Yeah, so it sounds like it can definitely be used to help limit your downside, essentially, or like for one of the ways that it can be used as well, which so I can see how that, why that's gained so much popularity lately, right? Because we've been seeing these, this volatility, like you said, I think we were like minus 20 at one point in the recent past, right? And so that probably gets people thinking, oh, okay, there's a tool here that maybe I can use to limit some losses potentially. Let's dive into it a bit deeper. Yeah, that's very interesting. With options, is it just for stocks or can you do options for ETFs as well or any other types of investments? Yeah, you can do options on stocks. You can do options on ETFs, you know, different indices. And there are also options on currencies. So let's say if you're a company that deals a lot with US provider or vendor, then you most likely are going to have currency risk because you have currency exposure there. What you can do is that you can buy a currency option to hedge against that currency risk. A lot of investors on the show, myself included, are DIY, passive, total market index investors. And options seem like a tool that we can learn about and have in our arsenal to use when needed. What purpose can they serve for a passive do-it-yourself investor that typically just tries to buy the market as a whole using ETFs? And how much of a time commitment is it to learn how to actually do it properly? Mm. Yeah, to do it properly, I think uh, you have to start from the basics. And when we talk about the basics, you have to, it depends on the individual. Some individual who has like already like a finance background, then the learning curve is not going to be as steep as someone who is in a different field or industry. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, if you want to learn how to trade options, one of the very good place to learn about that is that the Montreal Exchange website, we provide lots of, you know, free option webinars, uh, we provide tools and whatnot to help you become a better trader investor. And for passive investors, I think the main, you know, objective here is to have a steady income, reoccurring income, passive income. And that's what you want to achieve, right? So one of the most common and popular option strategy for passive investors who want consistent income is the cover call strategy. Okay. Basically what you do is that let's say you have a hundred shares of TD bank stock. Okay. What you can do to generate additional income on top and above the dividend yield that you're collecting is to sell call options on these shares. And this will help you generate additional income into your portfolio. So investors use this cover call strategy to increase maybe, I would say another three to 4%, depending on the strike price that you choose and select to write on and the frequency. But a cover call strategy is a very popular strategy amongst lots of DIY investors. Now, you can do it yourself or you can also look into the market because there are also cover call ETFs. So what this means is that when you buy the ETF, you're essentially buying the cover call strategy built inside that ETF. So you do have options, either do it yourself 
or do it via a covered call ETF. So you should obviously still learn what a covered call is if you want to do that. But with these ETFs, they, I guess like many ETFs, they help at least automate a bit of the process. So it's less of a labor-intensive thing for you as a DIY investor to be able to do covered calls. Would that be a correct statement? That's right. Okay, gotcha. And now a quick message from one of our sponsors. All right, I want to give a big shout out to Passive for sponsoring this episode. They are free to use and are literally the number one tool that I consistently use to manage all my investments. If you've been investing for any period of time, you know how important rebalancing your portfolio is as that's what allows you to consistently buy low and sell high with your investments as well as ensure that you aren't taking on any additional unnecessary risk. Now, as critical as rebalancing your portfolio is, it's actually a manual and annoying labor-intensive process as to do it correctly, you have to log into each of your household's investment accounts and do manual data entry on a spreadsheet to figure out how much to buy of each investment every single time that you have money to invest. And there's always the chance that you make a mistake and miscalculate something when doing it yourself on a spreadsheet. So these days, when I have money to invest, I simply log into Passive, I immediately see what I'm holding too much and too little of in my portfolio, and Passive automatically calculates how much I need to buy of each ETF to get me back to my target across all of my household's accounts. Then in a couple clicks, I can have Passive buy the investments that I'm holding too little of across all my and my wife's accounts without me having to log in and out of each account to manually do the trades myself. I'm also able to see how my entire household's investment portfolio is doing across all our accounts in just a mouse click instead of manually having to add everything up across all my accounts. So they have a free account that you can use to try them out. And if you are a Quest Trade user like me, you also get their premium account for free. So it's a complete no-brainer. And I've personally been using them for years at this point. So I can definitely vouch for them as they have literally become my number one favorite tool for managing my investments. They saved me many dozens of hours when I'm managing and optimizing my portfolio. So definitely check them out. They are a fantastic Canadian company and you can get your free account by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash free. Again, that's buildwealthcanada.ca slash free. And now back to the show. And when it comes to the work that you and your team do, what are your actual goals or mandate? For instance, the TMX Group, I noticed, is a publicly traded company on the Toronto Stock Exchange, just like other for-profit companies, yet you guys don't actually sell anything for DIY Canadian investors like myself. And I noticed that your team also produces a lot of educational content, like you've already alluded to, for Canadian investors. Like one that jumped out at me was optionmatters.ca, which I know you're part of as well. And then you guys also even do contests and competitions, I noticed, to you know, encourage investor education. So how does all of that work? So you got that right. The exchange is here to provide education because our ultimate mandate is to help investors, DIY investors, increase their financial literacy in terms of what options are and how to properly use them. So that's why we pump out lots of uh, great articles on how to use option strategies. We show them how to use options in a more you know, responsible way. Because I've seen in the past two years, lots of retail investors are using options as a gambling tool. They're buying way out of the money 
options, hoping that they're going to be able to hit the jackpot. And that's not, you know, a responsible way of using one's money. I think like for the exchange, for the market, we are a place for investors to save, invest, and, you know, generate returns in the short, medium, and long term. So the exchange here really cares about investors. We want to help investors better understand how to use their investments or options strategies properly. And that's why we come out with uh, articles at, like you said, Option Matters. We also have a trading contest. And that trading contest is going to allow investors to learn what options are via these webinars, seminars, presentations, and so on. And then take that knowledge and adopt that into a trading contest and trading environment. Do you want me to talk about that right now or? Yeah, let's definitely talk about it now. Uh, for anybody that wants to follow along or check it out as Richard's talking about it, if you go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash options, that will just automatically redirect you to that contest site. And it's it's free to register. It's you, No one's trying to get you to buy anything or anything like that. It's very much like we said, like educational tool. And there's some really, really neat prizes as well. So yeah, again, it's buildwithcanada.ca slash options. And then, yeah, Richard, maybe now's a good time to tell us more about it and what it entails. Okay, great. Okay, so the contest is called Canada's Top Options Trader Contest. Okay, and this contest runs from September 19th to November 11th for eight weeks. So you're going to start off with $100,000 of virtual money inside a trading simulator. So what you can do is that you're going to be trading the top 100 most active Canadian names. So these are stocks, ETFs. And what you're going to be doing, just like in any other contest, is that you're going to have to generate the highest return. So what you're going to be allowed to do is any option strategy out there available to you, you can use it at your at your disposal. And also at the same time, the Montreal Exchange, we also provide uh, lots of trading tools. For example, Options Play, is a tool that can help you identify trade ideas and so on. And this is all free offered to you by the exchange. And I also have to mention our sponsor, National Bank Direct Brokerage is the main sponsor for this contest. So at the end of the day, you know, if you have the greatest return, the grand prize of this contest would be $10,000 cash. And also we're going to have weekly cash prices for the highest uh, return team or you know person attendee or participant for the contest and i'm not gonna you know steal my marketing team's thunder but at the <laughs> at the end of the contest the winner of this you know competition will be able to open the markets in toronto at the tmx market open ceremony so make sure you sign up that's awesome wonderful yeah so if anybody wants to check it out it's over at buildwithcanada.ca slash options again and that link will just automatically redirect you there so you can find it easily and you can sign up because yeah by the time this episode releases it will basically be ready to go and you'll be able to do everything there and then start learning and start competing so that that's wonderful I'm, I'm excited to, to see how it goes it reminds me of the stock market competition we had back when I was in university I, I went to Laurier and every year they would have this like it wasn't options, it was stock picking a kind of competition. And of course, the prizes is like, you know, you get better grades and stuff, but <laughs> but your your price is better because you actually get to open the TSX, which is amazing. Yeah. And of course, the, the money is, is, is nice as well, right? So yeah. definitely a significant amount. So that's awesome. But maybe for anybody that, let's say, doesn't feel comfortable entering the competition yet, even though like it's not using real money, right? It's just, it's all like simulated. Is that right? It's uh, all virtual money. You start off with $100,000. 
And if you win, you win. And if you don't, there's no risk there. But awesome. at least throughout this experience, you're going to be able to learn what options are. And that is key. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Just purely educational. No, no money. None of your actual money is, is, is getting risk. So that's a really good way to learn. But if somebody's maybe listening to this podcast episode, let's say months after the competition has already taken place, where can they go to learn more and access the different free investor education resources that you and the team have put together? You mentioned the Montreal Exchange website. Are there any other ones that you'd recommend? Yeah. So if you go to the Montreal Exchange website, the link is, I'm pretty sure it's going to provide it in the description, but it's m-x.ca forward slash education. So on that webpage, you're going to have uh, so many different uh, trading tools. For example, a couple call screener. That's perfect for investors who are looking for income, additional yield to their portfolio. And we also have an option calculator. So what an option calculator does is that it helps you simulate prices depending on what various external variables are going to happen into the underlying volatility, time, and so on. Uh, we also have an income report. So what this does is that each and every day it scans the market to see which stocks and securities that you can do a, an option overlay based on the required yield that you're trying to look for. And uh, like we were talking about the trading contest, we're using a trading simulator. So this trading simulator allows you to do paper trading. So what you can do is that you can create a trading simulator account, practice some trades, you know, dive your feet into the market and see how it pans out to see what strategy works and what strategies don't. And that trading simulator is also on our website. So check those out. Option Matters is a great source to learn about options. And you can also sign up for our newsletter. So if you go to the Montreal Exchange website, you can sign up for our newsletter to get monthly articles on different option strategies, trade ideas, and so on. Awesome. And yeah, for sure, Richard, I'll link out to all of that in the show notes as well for the episode. So if anybody wants to see so that full list, you can just go to buildwealthcanada.ca and then you'll see the episode right on that front page, kind of at the at the bottom where all the latest episodes are listed. You can click on that and then we'll have all the links in there as well, both to the competition, but also, like I said, if you're listening to this episode months after, let's say the competition's over a year from then, whatever the case may be, those links will still be valid so you can continue to learn and educate yourself. So that's wonderful. Richard, kind of a follow-up question to my earlier one, you know, we talked about the the strategy, the mandate, the, sort of the goal of the TMX group of the exchange. With the way the whole relationship works, is it that you know your role to sort of the DIY or, or just to Canadian investors in general? You mentioned is that education piece so that they learn how to invest responsibly and, and do it correctly in, in the way that in the way that it should be done. And then I guess by doing that, then they have a good experience. They're able to save for their retirement, their kids' education, et cetera. So they continue to invest their money into sort of you know the markets using the exchanges or using a brokerage that then uses the exchange. And then that in turn, I guess, makes the companies that want to be listed happy as well because now they have a way to have people invest in their companies. And so that way, it seems like everyone wins in a sense, right? The investors are happy because they've been actually taught how to do this properly. And then the companies are happy because they're able to, for example, get financing by issuing more shares, that kind of a thing. Is that how the relationship works? I'm just trying to wrap my head around kind of the 
how do I, I guess, trifecta for lack of a better term, you know, where you've got like the, you, you've got you guys as the exchange, you've got the individual investor, and then you've got the companies that want, you know, raise money by issuing, you know, doing IPOs and things of that nature. Can you maybe talk about that? Did I, do I understand it correctly or is there something where I misunderstood? Yeah, you know, the coffin on the head. That is exactly the objective of the exchange. It, it is, you have to see it as an ecosystem, right? You have the exchange here in the middle, you have your companies you know, who are in the exchange listed companies, you have investors, you have market makers, and you have brokers. And all these stakeholders or players in this ecosystem have to, I would say, have to mesh well, okay? Investors need to be educated in order to invest in the companies. Companies have to be responsible, have to bring shareholder value and increase that. And also the exchange will help, you know, tie these relationships together. And that's why I have this very strong mandate or willingness to help investors improve their knowledge of investments, you know, option strategies and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, if investors are satisfied with their investments, they are going to come back and invest even more. And that's going to help companies grow their market cap and everybody wins. It's a win-win-win situation. For sure. And it seems like even just the economy in general, I mean, you want investors to have, Canadian investors to have confidence in the system, right? In this whole exchange, capitalist system, you know, free markets, that kind of a thing, where they are willing to invest their money as opposed to just parking it somewhere else and just, you know, not believing in the exchange or not believing in 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 Canada, you know, from that kind of perspective, right? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. And you mentioned a term market maker for anybody maybe that hasn't heard that before. Can you define what that is? Yeah. So market maker, essentially what they do in the options market is that, you know, every day when you log on to the screens, you look at your quotes, okay, you're going to see a bid ask. Okay. So a bid price, ask price. And these prices are quoted by market makers. A market maker's ultimate responsibility or mandate is to ensure that there is always a two-sided market. So let's say if an investor wants to buy a specific option, then the market maker will be there to sell these options to the investor and vice versa. So market makers are there to provide liquidity, to provide uh, price transparency. So like that, you'll know what your portfolio value is because without these prices from the market makers, you won't know what your value of your assets or holdings are going to be. Gotcha. Hey there, just a really quick intermission to ask if you could please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying this episode and are using one of those as your podcast player. It really helps other Canadians discover the show and it makes it much easier for me to get top-notch guests on the show for you. So if you're a Spotify user, you just have to select the show in Spotify and scroll all the way to the top and there you'll see a button where you can give the show a star rating. It literally takes seconds and it helps an absolute ton. So thank you so much for supporting the show in that way. And now back to the show. So, and the market maker, you mentioned, you used the options example, but I imagine they apply as well in the world of just exchange traded funds and stocks and everything, right? Because anytime there's a buyer and a seller essentially, right? That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we, we talked about options a fair bit. Can you maybe take us through some more, you know, basic option strategy that investors can try out both during the contest and or in real life if they want as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So let's uh, go back to the very, very basics. You know, you, in the options market, you have your call options and put options. Let's start with the call options. Okay. 
when you buy a call option, it gives you the right to buy the stock in the future if ever the stock price goes up. And the price at which you're going to be buying that stock at is what we call the strike price. So essentially, you are locking in your buying price. So let's say the strike price is $50 and you have this option that expires in 90 days. Let's say in between those 90 days, the stock price goes from $50 to $80 on the TSX. That stock being at 80, you can still purchase it back at $50. So you just made yourself a $30 profit. Okay. So this is how investors would use call options to make money when the stock price is going to go up. Now, on the other hand, let's say if you are more bearish on a company, you think that the earnings are not going to be as great, or you think that, you know, production levels are going to be going down and so on. What you can do is buy a put option because the put option does the opposite. So it allows you to sell the stock at a locked price, at the strike price. So if you think that the stock right now is trading at 50 and that earnings are not going to be good, stock is going to drop by 10%, okay? So it's going to go down to $45. What you can do is buy a put option, lock in your selling price at 50. If the stock drops to 45, you're going to be making money because you just made a $5 profit on that spread. Mm-hmm. So these are, you know, two basic option strategies for beginners. There are over 30 plus different type option strategies out there. But, you know, for beginners, stick with the basics, learn at the Montreal Exchange how to use uh, all the different option strategies and just over time graduate and experiment with the trading simulator, different strategies and see how it works out. Awesome. And if somebody wanted to, let's say they believe a certain stock is going to go up, so they could just buy that stock outright using the brokerage, or they could buy an option that could you know, that's set up in such a way where they can make money if the stock price goes up, like you just mentioned. What incentive would they have to use an option in that scenario instead of just buying the stock outright because they think they're going to get a capital gain that way? Oh, it's huge. So here, let's say if you have two investors, a stock investor and an option investor, a call option investor, okay? Let's say they're both very bullish on the stock. If the investor is going to be using a call option, the call option proposition is going to be less capital intensive. Mm. The reason is because you're not buying the actual stock today. You're just buying the right to buy the stock if ever it goes up. Now, a call option, you have to pay for it. And this price that you pay for the call option is what we call the premium. The premium is the price of the option. So that price of the option is going to be significantly lower than the stock price. Okay, so what this means is that you're going to have more leverage. So let's say if you have $5,000 to invest, you can buy more call options than what you can buy in the stock itself. The second advantage of using uh, options is that you have predefined risk. So let's say if you buy a stock, instead of going up, it tanks, then you're going to be losing money. And how much money can you lose is 100% of your investment, right? Mm -hmm. If the stock goes bankrupt or something happens to it, then you lose everything. For call buyers, your maximum risk is how much you paid for the call option. So let's say if you paid $200 for that call option, your maximum risk is that $200. So you have predefined risk on the downside and unlimited reward on the upside. So Mm -hmm. these are the advantages for investors when they use option strategies. Gotcha. And like you said earlier, and then that could also be used from a hedging perspective as well, where someone's 
investing yeah. heavily and they want to use that just in case things don't go as planned. At least they've got that to fall back on as opposed to, like you said, because if you're investing in individual stocks, theoretically, I mean, you, you could lose 100% even, right? So very, very interesting. That, that's great. Yeah, that definitely what's my beak of it in terms of, <laughs> in terms of getting a little bit of a 101 training on how all that works and the different sort of scenarios that it can be utilized. So that, that's awesome. So we've already covered this next question a bit, but just to kind of recap and, and just to uh, you know get, get listeners to take action, can you tell us again, where can we go to access more of the free investor education tools that you have available, as well as where can we sign up for free for the options trading simulation contest? Okay, so all that information will be available on our website. It's m-x.ca. And for education, just go over to the education tab. And for the trading contest, you will see at one of the banners, it's going to call the option trading contest. So the competition information is going to be there. And if you want, you can also go to m-x.ca forward slash options with an S contest. Awesome. That's good. That's an easy link to remember as well. Good stuff. Because <laughs> I, made, I made that other one just in case, because sometimes, you know, when I do these interviews, I get given these gigantic links and I'm thinking, well, if someone's on a jog, you know, they're not going to be able to type that in. Yeah. So, that, so I'm, I'm glad you guys made it simple as well. But yeah, but if anybody wants to use the, the other one that I made was, like I said earlier, buildwithcanada.ca slash options. And that will basically automatically take you to that options page as well. It, it doesn't matter you know, whether you search it through, get there through Richard's way or my way, you're getting the same thing. We just yeah, wanted to make it easy for you guys to enter it because um, it's free, it, it's educational. And yeah, it's definitely piqued my interest just to see all the different, because uh, it seems so flexible, right? Because I guess with a, you kind of mentioned this earlier with like an ETF or a stock, you know, you're either buying or you're selling, Right. And, you know, we could maybe buy on margin or short sell, but there's, there's not that many options, I suppose. Whereas with options, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, like it's essentially like a contract. And so the way that it's structured can be varied in so many different ways. Is that a correct way of looking at it? Yeah. So options are contracts. And if you are the buyer of the option, you can back out on that contract anytime you want. Right. So for example, you go to your car dealer and say like, hey, I want to buy this car. What you do is that you leave a deposit. And let's say the buyer, after a week or two, goes back home, like uh, speaks with his wife. He's like, hey, we don't like that car. We need a bigger car and so on. Then that buyer will go back to the dealer and say like, look, I'm going to cancel my offer. I don't want to buy that car anyway for now. So you keep the deposit and that's it, right? The contract mm-hmm. is over. They tear it up and that's it. They move on. So options is that they provide that type of flexibility. You know what your uh, predefined risk is, your maximum risk. And, you know, you can trade options in so many different accounts in your margin account. Okay. You can trade so many different type of option strategies, even in your registered accounts. So your mm-hmm. TFSA, RSP, and even RESP, you can trade certain option strategies. You can buy calls, options, put options, and also cover call strategies. Hmm. And these are the strategies that are allowed by the regulators government that you can use specific, only specific types of option strategies in registers accounts. And then for your margin and cash account, those are okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. You mentioned like our RESPs. I, I have two kids, right? So my kind of brain goes there, but yeah, like let's say the kid is approaching school. And so, yeah, you could change your asset allocation, your stock to bond mix there. Maybe if you want to go a bit more conservative as they get closer to school, um, that's kind of the common strategy that I've seen recommended a lot. However, 
I guess another option now is using options because you could use, if you know how to use them, you could actually do a little bit of a hedge so that, okay, you, maybe you have a the relatively high equity allocation, but then you're using an options uh, to basically hedge so that if the markets tank, let's say right before your kid actually starts school, then, you know, you could exercise those options to sort of, to, so that you still have money for their education, just as an yeah. example. So that's really right. neat. I like the, I like how you can actually use them unregistered and, and taxable accounts. That's really, that's great. Okay, that, that's wonderful, Richard. Well, well, thank you so much for having on. This has been a blast. I I learned an absolute ton. I'm a total, like, like I said, I've learned this in, in school many years ago, but just the basics. And you know, these have really become popular. They're such good, at least tools to know that they exist, have them in our arsenal. And with the competition you guys are putting on, that's like you said, it's free to enter. It's not using real money. So there's literally no risk. It's just a nice educational thing to see if that is something that is a good fit for you, whoever, you know, different people have different preferences and, and different investing styles, but at least this way you get to learn what's out there and try it out risk-free. So um, very, very interesting. Uh, and yeah, thanks so much to you and your team for putting this on. Uh, you know, anything that educates key investors, I think is wonderful just to let us know kind of what's out there and how to use it properly instead of, you know, doing these crazy speculative things like you were talking about, you know, some people doing. So thanks so much for your contribution in that way. And, and thanks for coming on. It was wonderful. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Cornell. And make sure to uh, speak with your online broker to open an option account. Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good, Richard. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Cornell. Bye. Take care. Bye. All right. A big thanks to Richard for coming on the show. Don't forget to sign up for the free options trading competition. There's over $10,000 in prizes, and it's the best way that I know of to learn more about options. It's coming right from the Montreal Exchange itself, so it's as reputable as it gets in my books, and it's a great chance to explore if options are something that you want to learn more about, if they are something that you want to maybe incorporate into your portfolio. You get to do the simulation for free using pretend money, so it's nice and risk-free as you learn the basics. And again, you can sign up for free over at buildwealthcanada.com dot ca slash options and that will take you right to the site and even if you're not sure if you want to sign up yet definitely still check out that page it's at the bottom they have links to different free guides calculators blogs and videos that i'm sure you'll find very educational so again that page is buildwealthcanada.ca slash options all right, thanks for tuning into the episode. A big thanks to my favorite and most frequently used investing tool, Passive, for sponsoring the show. You can get your free account in Passive over at buildwealthcanada.ca slash free. And you can see my portfolio and what ETFs I buy within Passive over at buildwealthcanada.ca slash portfolio. Passive is literally the number one tool that I consistently use to manage all my investments as it lets me immediately see what I'm holding too much and too little of in my portfolio, and it automatically calculates how much I need to buy of each ETF to get me back to my target asset allocation across all my household's accounts. Then if I want, in a couple of clicks, I can have passive buy the investments that I'm holding too little of across all of my and my wife's accounts without me having to log in and out of each account manually to do the trades myself. And my other favorite feature is to be able to see the performance of my entire household's investment portfolio across all our accounts 
accounts in just a mouse click. So instead of you know manually having to add everything up across all my accounts just to see how we're doing. So they have a free account that you can use to try them out. And if you are a Questrade user like me, you also get their premium account for free. So it's a complete no-brainer. And I've personally been using them for years at this point. So I can definitely vouch for them as they have literally become my number one favorite tool for managing my investments as they've saved me dozens of hours when managing and optimizing my own portfolio. So definitely check them out. They are fantastic. They're a Canadian company and you can get your free account by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash free. Again, that's buildwealthcanada.ca slash free. Thanks so much for checking out the episode. Feel free to share with anyone that you think will benefit from it and I'll see you on the next one. Take care, bye. Thanks for listening to the Build Wealth Canada podcast at www.buildwealthcanada.ca. 